podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When we made our McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Break out the party hat emoji, because a six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets is just $2.50. And if that's not enough, try a spicy McCrispy or a spicy deluxe McCrispy. And if that's not enough, there's always the sauce. Price and participation may vary. Hello and welcome to week seven of the Foot Weekly podcast. Thank you to get into this week, including market insights around the Christmas crash, Quincy Promes and Julian Draxler road to the final reviews, as well as player of the month, Son Thoughts, John Barnes, Hugo Sanchez, opinions on Weakfoot and where the chemistry styles are the reason that weekend league feels extra tough, as well as much more too. I'm your host, Ben, and this is the Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by our supporters. Thanks for joining us. We are going to start off by covering the most recent promo that's come out. But before that, we will start by introducing our guests. As we so often do, we have the pleasure of Japes joining us this week. Hello. Hello. How was your weekend, Ben? Uh, it was good. It, it could have been better, but I'll, uh, I'll spare that probably Uh-oh. for the gameplay pod. But our next guest, Steve, the foot coach, overcoming that by going on a nice country walk this morning. Hello, Steve. Hi, Ben. Yeah, lovely walk this morning. Um refreshed and ready to go and having uh spoken to japes a little bit in the in the preamble before we start recording i think i think listeners had better strap themselves in for a bit of a feisty one today mm. <laughs> and uh after your walk did you um relax with the bath and perhaps a, a podcast too <laughs> i i have not done that no I, I haven't done that for a while actually I, I actually enjoy the episodes where i'm not on so i can listen so maybe next time there we go thanks to those who well one particular listener who sent in a picture of them apparently listening to the podcast in the bath always appreciate that hashtag bath pod if you want to <laughs> get involved and uh we'll introduce our final guest here everyone's favorite portuguese timorese australian pro player it is marcus gomes hello, hello. hello. good to be back thank you for that uh, introduction yeah this is going to be a spicy one i think it's been an interesting weekend and in terms <laughs> of where the game's going and uh lots of things that are happening both like i guess in the menus and actually on the pitch so this is gonna it's gonna be a good one thanks for having me back on Oh, great to have you. And let's start off then with uh, the most recent promo team, which is the Road to the Final squad that we had. It was actually a combination of uh, UCL players and Europa League players. A few of the Europa League players, as always, looking as good, if not better, than the Champions League. But let's start off with a couple of players that people are finding interesting in this team or like the look of or maybe have tried I don't know whether any of you have managed to squeeze in some games with any of these players but uh Steve first of all is there anyone there that you're liking the look of the the one card that would definitely get in my team is Sissoko I'm using his gold card at the moment and he's Mm -hmm. very very useful there for for a 79 rated so I'm sure that an 82 overall would would do some serious damage there in the midfield uh, and speaking of mm. damage, that would be the thing that puts me off the damage to the pocket. Uh, he's currently 794000 on the PlayStation. That seems mm. prohibitively expensive to me, so that's not a card that I'm going to be stumping up for in the near future. I think something else which is a little bit more affordable and would be a good card if you can get him into your team chem-wise would be Quincy Promes. Um, he's, it's a card I used with my starter squad, and he's got the five-star skills. Just a very, very good all-round attacking card, really, and priced at 241k at the moment. 
so reasonably affordable with a couple of upgrades could be a great card and I know actually that, that quite a few pro players are, are still using Promes on their bench as an attacking super sub so that's uh, a bit of a vote of confidence there for that one. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's interesting on Suzuko. I was looking at him and he's an 82 rated player for 700k, which sounds crazy. But I know most people will want to boost his pace, but it's quite interesting that if you look at his rating in game with a powerhouse, he's actually a 91 rated central defensive midfielder, which is pretty crazy. Like he does have far better stats than his rating suggests, but you're right. I think for 700k, an 82 rated card, it's a, it's a steep price and, and his agility and balance aren't particularly amazing. Um, and his acceleration is quite low too. Exactly. I was just about to say his acceleration, mm. even if you put a shadow on him, you're only taking his acceleration up to 83, which is not really what you want on a, on a ball winning mm. midfielder, which is what he would supposedly be. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, and you mentioned Promes there, and I actually did try him out for not too many games. I was a bit worried about his price crashing, which it did. Didn't lose too many coins, but in the time that I tried him, I mean, if you've used his gold card, then it's just slightly better than that, right? It's not going to surprise you in any way. I don't think he's a bit more clinical. He's a bit of a weird one for me because his dribbling, agility balance, etc., aren't quite as high as maybe you'd expect for someone of his build. So I did feel like I needed to boost that, so I went with engine, and as a result, his finishing maybe isn't quite as good as you maybe want it to be but you know if you're picking your shots and everything you're not going to have too many problems with that so I think as long as you're paying immediately as rewards drop probably on Thursday because they're still in packs then and you get him at a good price he is someone that you probably could put into your team if he fits and and stick him in there and you'll be you know set for a little while with that sort of central five-star skiller which you know is, is not necessarily easy to find um, and I do think the upgrade is, is enough that it's worth paying maybe you know 200k odd for that one thing I'd also say is I used jump freeze over the weekend the right back which is a rule breakers card and, and he's actually quite good I think the uh, the boost to his agility and balance is is massive but he's, he's someone that you need to bear in mind it can't really bomb forward in the same way some other right backs can right that's enough from me I think let's move on to uh Japes have you got any players that you like the look of in here? Uh, I mean, there, there are a handful of them that I like the look of eventually, I think is kind of how I'd say it. Mm. You know, I think there are some interesting cards. Certainly Sissoko is a monster and you made a great point with his in-game stats because what was what was footmas sissoko last year wasn't he like three or four hundred k something like that maybe maybe more but he was an 84 rated card so definitely a beast i like the look of the free korea card that they're giving us i think it's worth doing and pretty mm-hmm. simple and straightforward to do but um as far as other cards that i have interest in i'd say like Gabriel Jesus eventually I think could be a really fun card but the one I'm eyeing up for like what is he 50k now it, Julian Draxler I think you know his his big letdown is going to be his stamina uh, he's got Marco Royce syndrome or whatever where they just give him low 70s stamina but only being an 83 card right now means that he could get some pretty significant boost coming up here. And as a box-to-box midfielder with four-star skills and five-star weak foot, with the the stats that he already has, I think he becomes a really, really well-rounded card. So I think I'm going to probably go out and pick one of them up and just see how his price plays out long-term. Because I think he's, you know, PSG is probably safe-ish to do okay and I you know with a couple upgrades uh, that card that card's got interest for me yeah it's funny actually because I didn't feel like forking out from Mbappe so thought I'd use him as a central PSG link because there really aren't that many actually which is another reason why he's quite a, a decent option he was 
kind of bad. <laughs> I tried him with engine and shadow and he was just a little bit clunky with shadow, a little bit slow with engine for a further forward box to box. I was using your formation actually, Japes, the, ah. the four three three two, and he did some really good things. But I think what you're saying is true. He needs that sort of 85, 86 rated card to actually be a player that, you know, you're going to back in weekend league. But if you're doing something like objectives, if we get, I don't know whether we'll have another league on one anytime soon, but he's a really fun player to use. I definitely encourage people to pick him up and give him a go. He's he's not a, a bad player. He's just maybe not quite got that edge that makes him a, a competitive weekend league type player. But we'll see over time that could definitely happen. Marcus then over to you anything to add? um i just wanted yeah i don't i think quincy is very 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 good i think you're gonna, you're gonna see him a lot as people start to i guess move into him using him in dumfries uh there's a couple combinations that i was working mm. out where you can move dumfries actually into center back and uh move kyle walker or mukulele out to right back the mukulele klosterman uh gulaski combo and then switching mm. mukulele and uh dumfries in game it's something that I wanted to try it on my team, on my road to glory. Quincy looks very, very good. You're right about his dribbling. The fact that you feel like you have to kind of upgrade that if you want to get those that elite kind of dribbling and those animations. But I think it's one of those cards that you kind of just sacrifice the dribbling and then you just deal with the uh, deal with that, upgrade his pace and his shooting and, and use his physicality. He's quite a, um, it's a wee one in Quincy. He's quite, he's like deceptively strong in game. Um, which is really nice. Mm. And I think that's it's one of those players where you, people don't really think that. They kind of just assume he's just, you know, a skillful player, a bit weak. But no, he's actually deceptively quite strong. So as uh, Steve was saying, he's, he's on my bench as well, like on my team. He's, he's my sub. He's a gold card. Um, he's great. The other one I was looking at, Kanji, he does lift link to that uh, Sakaria who came out in the first team who I have been using. And mm. he's very, very good. So now that this card's come out and they have that Swiss link, I might try and um, try and switch, get that kind of combo going, and McLeary it right back again. Um, it would actually help to get this carry on full camp, which is quite difficult unless you surround him with like a players or an icon. So that's definitely one that I don't think you're really ever going to see people use because Klosterman is that good in terms of Bundesliga centre backs. But I might try and give him a go this week and see if he can get away with using with a shadow actually as well. Yeah, yeah, I would really recommend the shadow there. That just isn't. A good enough reason for me to boost the physical and having that plus five extra acceleration and sprint speed is is massive but yeah the link to Zakaria is really crucial I mean he didn't really have any good strong links Zakaria so it's made a massive difference to how usable he is if you want to make hybrids and things so that's really good I wanted to move on to talking about road to the final going forward I know we don't have a market expert on this week's pod but I can try and fill in because you know I've been around the place for a little while and uh, I've done a bit of research and if you look into your meta cards you know the likes of Mbappe, Neymar, Ronaldo but also some of the top end special items and see what they did in previous years what a lot of people forget is that there is a Black Friday market crash, but it's a small crash that tends to happen before. And I think it's probably happening at the moment. You're seeing it right now. But for some of the players that we're looking at here, which are the most expensive gold players and special items that are out of packs, which are used in weekend league teams, they will rise back up after Black Friday as people use those coins that they've generated through packs. 
And then they'll actually drop throughout December. I mean, if you look at someone like Cristiano Ronaldo on PlayStation, last year he went from 1.4 million on December the 5th to about 800k by the end of December. So it's actually the Christmas crash. It's not the Black Friday crash. And that's just something that I wanted to get out there. Obviously, the one thing that we do need to think about is that it is this year a different year to some extent because we have Icon SBCs. But in many ways, Icon SBCs often haven't caused the big meta players to dip in the same way as you might expect because to be honest it's more repeatable SBCs that have a more significant impact on the market than one-off player SBCs tend to so that's just worth bearing in mind but ultimately you know I would encourage people as always not to be too worried about this kind of thing because as I said it tends to have an impact in December and also, you know, you want to be enjoying the game, having fun and uh, playing with the team you've built. So, Steve, I guess the advice is do what you do and just whack it all into high value player SBCs and uh, regret it, right? That's pretty much my strategy and it's never let me down <laughs> so far. I guess that leads us nicely on to player of the month, Hyungmin Son, who looks a very good card, but for a price of around 600k seems relatively steep. What are your thoughts on him, Marcus? Yeah, it, this is an interesting one. I feel like, I mean, the inner inner sweat in me is telling me like it's not worth it, and I try to convince people, please, like, don't put your coins, so many coins into an SPC like this early in the cycle. But some mm. people just like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people just can't like can't can't resist. And honestly, like I don't really blame them because if if you're like, trying to like have fun with the game and you're a big fan of Sun or you're a Spurs supporter, you just enjoy like think you know just enjoy him as a player then i mean just have fun and go with it because the cards like the card is very very good i don't i see like the stat upgrades they don't look super minimal but also like they don't look super like in terms of like big big upgrades as well so it's like not the best not the worst but like a sun's card in general has always been like really really good on foot depends if you use a lot of fast skills and obviously it's not your kind of card but if you don't he provides you a bit of everything in terms of you know, being able to play a pass, being able to run the channels for through balls, being able to shoot on either foot is obviously is huge. Gives you a bit of height as well. So I, I think everyone's a big fan of Sun on FIFA and the card is really, really good. So mm. decent SPC overall, but I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts actually because I get asked this question a lot ever since he's come out. It's not the best value when you consider how much the regular Son is and it's not a massive upgrade because the regular Son at time of recording is... 80 90k so when you consider the stat upgrades are mainly you know a plus what plus twos across the board with a more significant boost to his passing i think plus fours across the board there it doesn't look fantastic value considering james what are your thoughts on this because it's it's a lot to be putting away at this point the way I, so I guess the way I would answer that question is you would first have to look at like what kind of foot player are you, right? Like are you a are you a wannabe elite one grinder, right? Where you are going to put out the most meta players you possibly can every single weekend to tr- and like that is what that is what gets you all hot and bothered. Like if that's you, then Sun probably isn't great value because the six hundred thousand coins that you're going to put into him like the the quote unquote most meta cards constantly change and evolve and while sun is like seemingly meta right now probably by you know within the next few weeks he's no longer going to be that way and so you'd be better off even buying a card for 600k that drops to 500k because you'd still have 
you know, 500K left mm. that you could do something with. So if that's you, then he's probably not worth it. Now, if you're a diehard Premier League fan or a Spurs fan or just a Hongmin Sun fan and you like having cool and unique cards in your team, which I fall pretty, like I fall into that category uh, oftentimes, not necessarily for Sun in the Premier League, but when it comes to like Bayern in the Bundesliga, I often have a hard time resisting cards like that. And what do you think the percentage is that Hongmin Sun gets another player of the month card and how long before he gets two informed cards? Mm. And so if you're looking at it that way and you love Sonny and you say, well, I don't think he's probably going to get another player of the month card for the rest of the year because the Premier League is wildly competitive and just the chances of him doing that and having that kind of season, while I'd love to see it, are unlikely, then, you know, that makes it more worth it. And then you say, okay, two more informed cards for Hongmin Sun. How long would I have to wait to use that version of Sun? And you're looking at probably at least a month because they don't give informs back to back. I don't know what Spurs schedule looks like. So, you know, you're playing a little bit of a guessing game there. If he picks up an injury, certainly it could be much longer. So then, you know, then he starts to become worth it because this is a card that you could have in your squad for the next two months. Mm. And if you're earning 100K coins per weekend, plus some packs and untradeables, like... There's certainly a path to say, yeah, I I got to use Hongmin Sun for 200 games and over the course of time and having him in my squad, not having to stress about the market, mm. everything that goes along with that. Yeah, he's worth it. Then like, dude, go out and do it. I don't think he's necessarily like terrible value. And I think he's a fun, unique car that you can use all over the pitch. I'd, I'd agree with Japes's closing comment that you'd have to be nuts to do it, to be quite honest with you. I'd, anybody who's thinking of doing that card, I'm going to make the assumption that they're already running a Premier League team because unless you're running a South Korean novelty team, you're going to struggle to link him, really. So based on that supposition, I would also think that the card that they're currently running there, if they can afford the Son SBC, would most likely be Rashford. And... Rashford's currently going for 200k. Um, you can sell him. You can get those coins back. They're not lost forever. Son at 600, you know, 400 more. You're better off just taking the, the minor hits on, on pace, shooting, passing and dribbling. I mean, then we're not talking massive amounts. You're better off just... It would be an absolute madness to blow, to blow 600,000 coins on that card when you can use Rashford. Yeah, exactly. Rashford's really, really good. And actually, you know talking about Son and his really good weak foot. Obviously this year I feel Marcus' weak foot just isn't as big a factor as it has been in past FIFA as well, particularly last year, of course, because of that buff of 5% they gave to it. I mean, it will probably change throughout the cycle, but I've been using Di Maria and he's actually been really good. I think the weak foot is a bit of a surprise for people that it's actually, you know, okay. And... I actually think that having used this card quite a bit, it's, uh, it's someone I would definitely recommend people to go out and try and he can play a bit like Bernardo Silva in a more attacking midfield, one of your box-to-box centre mid-rolls if you really need him to. So on that topic, Marcus, is there anyone you've been using who you found solid and uh, what are your thoughts on uh, lower weak foot players this year? It's funny that you bring up Dimria because I'm actually being, I've actually used... I've used Sancho for the second time this weekend. Uh, I've used him early on in my retro and I'm using him again 
Mostly this time for chemistry uh, reasons, just links to my Rashford striker. But with a Hunter, is surprisingly very, very good. I think like people forget that Sancho's base dribbling stats are really like not incredible, but they're very, very good. And he turns extremely quickly on the ball. And with the Hunter, he has more than enough pace to, I guess, run past like a Mendy. He's obviously can get caught up to by the Mendy, Alfonso Davies, fullbacks. But it's a card that people just obviously see his pace and grade at 83 and they think, ah, oh, like Sancho's slow. But like the Hunter Camp style is obviously quite good this year. And that's like the kind of card that I'm thinking I'd love for him to get an upgrade on the right-hand side just to give us a bit of like, kind of like how Di Maria did. But his, his mm. weak foot hasn't really been that big of an issue for me. Even playing on the right, obviously cutting in onto his like left hand, left foot and like hitting it across goal or near post, it's not super consistent, but it's definitely not impossible to maneuver your way back inside with a quick one-two or a skill move to get back onto that right foot. Because in the same team, I also have Zaha as well and the informed Zaha. And everyone was asking me this weekend, oh, like how are you using him up front? I think it's a three-star weak foot. Isn't it too obvious? But I think a lot of people kind of like underestimate like the fact that how good shooting not is but how consistent really it can be in and around the box a lot of times i'll kind of mm. just like have the ball with Zaha and i'll be standing still and and they'll always the person will already cheat knowing that i'm trying to turn right hand side so i can just kind of turn to left pretty easily and give myself more than enough time just to hit it with Zaha's like left foot and like a lot of people think like a three-star way foot is just like completely useless um it's like nowhere yet not the case this year like at all like i've Scored so many goals with Zaha like this week on on his left foot. I did the same thing with uh, Memphis Depay early on as well. The ones where people will play a ball down the line and you're expecting them to cut inside, cut inside, cut inside, and they'll just hit it with his right foot across goal, and it will just go in. And mm. you're like, oh wow, it's Salah's weak foot, but yeah, it's it's Mo Salah though, and he's like, you know, like eight yards out. Like it's it's if he hits it with enough power, the keeper's gonna not gonna have enough time to react. It's definitely one of those things people need to keep in mind. And also, if you have a play with a three star weak foot. At least try it because there's no point just trying to turn always onto the strong foot and just getting like shut down the whole game. Like you might as well just have a shot with the weak foot and you don't know, you might like get, I guess, lucky and it will fly in. Um, I think people really, really just overestimate that the fact that if it's on, if you shoot on someone's throw that weak foot, like a good player too, that it should, it should basically always miss or be saved. It's like definitely, definitely not the case this year. Yeah, definitely. And we'll take a quick break here. We've got plenty more to come, including a Baby Barnes review and why Weekend League feels extra tough. Is it because of chem styles? All that and more in just a moment. So as you all know, the pod is kept going by supporters, but every now and then a brand will come along with something extra special for the listeners. And I can't let you miss out on the action. And that's the case this week with Mystique Jerseys. The guys that are big supporters of the pod and wanted to give something back to the listeners. What they're offering is a discount on their mystery box football shirt. This is a mystery box containing a jersey from a randomly selected football club. That club can be anywhere in the world and lots of them are in foot. So it's a great chance to find a new club to rep in the game. And in case you want to avoid certain clubs, you can mention when you order to avoid being sent any shirts that aren't to your taste. And as I learned this week, when they very kindly sent me one, it's a great Christmas present, comes all nicely wrapped, and the jerseys are 100% genuine, so perfect for that football fan in your life, even if that fan is yourself. Best of all, the guys at Mystique Jerseys are offering an exclusive 15% off for Foot Weekly listeners. Just head over to mystiquejerseys.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E, jerseys, so J-E-R-S-E-Y-S.com, and use the code FOOTWEEKLY 
for 15% off your order. And I should say it's UK and EU only. A huge thanks to the guys at Mystique Jerseys and let's get back into the pod. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So a player that we actually didn't mention in the first part of this pod was Alex Sandro, and his road to the final was an 86-rated card and the reason why I'm not too fussed about this is because at the moment his pace is with a shadow in the low 90s and his acceleration is 90. He's not really going to get into the realms of being a truly top tier fast left back until you know April, May next year which I think is just a bit late really but it's more fun talking about players that are worth bringing in is John Barnes the base version, Japes, one of those players? I know you used him in the weekend league. Yeah, and I he's such like a mixed bag. Like what a player that is uh, an absolute monster one game and then just disappears into oblivion the next game. You know, if you're if you need some icon connectivity and you're looking for like a box to box midfielder, I think you could do a lot worse. And I think his price now, I think he's down to like three seventy five or something like that. What I will say, he's got great composure, 85 stamina, 85 strength, 83 aggression, 68 defensive awareness. So like, I, I think he's he impressed me way more than I was expecting. And I think it's because I went into it expecting nothing like I was expecting Deco and he was much, much better than that. So I would I would recommend him. I also use the 91 Cruyff this weekend. And I was saying it earlier on the pod, like give me Mbappe all day, every day. Like Golden Mbappe is better than 91 Cruyff for me. And so if Mbappe gets a player of the month, like I'll be the first one to sign up and complete that because I, I, I'm going to have, you're going to have an impossible time convincing me that Mbappe is not the most lethal attacker in this game for the entirety of the cycle. Now I haven't used R9 and, you know, perhaps something else comes out, but like I, you give Mbappe a little bit of extra physical, like he gets up to 80 physical and he's like lights out. So that's interesting. I also, for to finish out my games yesterday off stream, um, I thought it would be fun to use Hugo Sanchez's 89 card now that they've fixed his composure. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you remember his composure, I think it used to be like 37 or something like Real, like really, <laughs> really, really low. Like um, and now it's up to 82. But you know what? He's solid, man. And I, I was using him with engine on the wing because I've seemingly started to prefer left-footed players on the left. And with engine, he's got 94 acceleration, 95 sprint speed, 94 crossing, which is like way more than you would expect him to have. 93 agility, hmm. 98 balance, a really like pretty darn fun card to use and again a card that's like dropping into the sixes now and you know with that with that if you're wondering how to link that inform chucky lozano because there aren't that many great right-sided options and you got the coins for sanchez i certainly think he could be worth a shout yeah also that uh tecatito corona oh yeah tecatito of course of course so difficult to link so he's perfect you know what now that you now that you've reminded me of that I am going to, I can easily get him in and play him in the like Bernardo Silva role 
for me, which is mm. your like uh, one of your like box to box midfielders, and he probably would just be a monster as a box to box yeah. owner. He looks perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's so good. <laughs> mm, that'd be good. Yeah, let us know how that goes. While we're on the subject of John Barnes, I'd just like to bring up the little known fact that John Barnes is actually responsible for one of the worst ever rhyming lyrics in the history of music. What was the particular line? The Anfield rap contained the couplet, I come from Jamaica, my name is John Barnes. When I do my thing, the crowd go bananas. <laughs> so we're pronouncing John Barnes. John Barnes. Wait, so he what? rhymed Barnes with bananas? He rhymed Barnes with bananas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. Okay, well, we should probably move on swiftly from John Barnes then. Um, but actually, just quickly, Japes, because we didn't say, what chem style did you put on John Barnes? Um, I, I think I said I used engine. I used everything from engine to artist to, like, I bought him with a hunter, so I tried that out. Hunt, like. Oh, uh, okay, so you went through. Yeah, I mean, look, I... <laughs> I've mentioned this quite a bit when I'm streaming, but like I find oftentimes people people buy a card that they, is one of their like favorite players in real life or something, or a card that they really want to use on Ultimate Team, and they play like two games with him, and they're like, "This card's poop. He's out." And it's like, okay, did you try to fit him into the like system that mm. you're using, or did you try using some different instructions, or did you try using a couple different chemistry styles? Because there's a lot of things that impact how a card's ultimately going to feel for you. Um, so you know, I always try to encourage people to like give it some time, try a few different things out, right? And see if there is something that you're going to really that'll that'll make you really enjoy using the card, I guess I would say. Did you have a particular favorite Kemstar? Um, I think I preferred him with artist. You know what? I, I think the day of Kemstars has come and gone. I think it's a disgrace that they're in the game <laughs> at this point. And, any thoughts on that, Jamie? <laughs> did, did, did we want to save this one for the... Uh, no, no, we want it now if we're going to have right, it. Yeah. Come on, unload. Um, all right, <laughs> I was debating and talking about this before, and I sent, for the listeners, I sent Ben a message and... Gosh, what, what did I say? I was like, leaving this as a reminder that I want to talk about how dumb chem styles are again. And it's because there's this weekend, there are more and more players that are getting your like Verons of the world, right? And with the shadow, getting outrageous pace and improving the defensive statistics so much that, in my opinion, the AI control, when it's at that level defensively, it's like, why this power curve? partially changes so quickly early on in the cycle now because there are so many cards that get close to maxed out defensive stats get close to maxed out attacking stat like the attacking stats are like i want to talk about the defensive one specifically but like as a whole it creates this movement where the power curve is so early that chemistry styles just make the game more AI dependent because the stats get maxed out so much. And so you're no longer rewarded for being a great manual player because chemistry styles and all of the like promo cards that are introduced now at such a rapid rate with chemistry styles make it so that the AI for a lot of these players is improved and brought up so much that manually controlling the players doesn't matter anymore. And in fact, oftentimes you're now putting yourself at a disadvantage if you're not letting the AI control a lot of the players for you. And so I'm like really done with them. I think it takes away from the uniqueness of a lot of cards. And then attacking wise, you're incentivized to just play on the counter because it's the easiest way to not deal 
with the AI defensively. I agree with Japes to the extent that I think that chemistry cards should be pulled, but not for exactly the same reason. I think they should be pulled for the, for the reason that he adverted to actually there, that they detract from the uniqueness of cards in the database. You can you can basically use a, a chemistry card to, to make another player, or sorry, to make a player very similar to another player in the database. I think that the reason why I would perhaps disagree with what Japes is saying there is that regardless of chem cards, certain cards would still be dominant. The The faster cards, the naturally faster cards, and the cards with naturally fast, uh, better defending stats would still be dominant. So I don't really... Wouldn't you want the cards that, like, in real life, if they are a great defender and they have higher defensive stats, wouldn't you want those cards to be more dominant? Yeah, absolutely. I can get on board with that 100%. Yeah. But my point is saying, like, Varon, for example, right? He's, he's like, a class above defensively this year. Like, he already has solid defensive awareness at 89 with his interceptions and stuff. But when you slap a shadow on him, all of his stats are essentially maxed out already. Well, yeah, but what I mean, Japes, is that even if he didn't have the shadow on him and, and no other cards did have chem styles, he'd, he'd still have that 89 defensive awareness and that would still be superior. Yeah, I, I see your point, but it's to do with the importance of stats and the power of the shadow chemistry style. But I, I want to come back to that in a second, just in case I end up saying what Marcus is going to say. Let me bring Marcus in first. Marcus, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I can't agree with Japes more. It's it, The thing with what Japes is saying is that centre-backs become so dominant with the shadow. The elite the elite of the elite, but even like a Joe Gomez now, and it, become, it makes the game just 99 versus 99. So, and at that point... Like, what type of game we play? We're just playing 99 pace first 99 pace. And so everyone just sits back and just tries to counter the whole time. Because if you try to break someone down with fully stacked defenders, fully stacked DDM, CDMs on 99 defense that has the AI blocking everything, intercepting everything, and then you just go do the same, then it just becomes back and forth pinball of counterattacks because no one actually wants to sit there and try and break down a defense because everything's completely stacked. Like, if you, if you try to break down, for example... Um, Kante has great defensive stats, but when you give him shadow or an anchor or whatever it is, and he goes to ninety nine, he he can he can completely lock you up. It, I'm not saying like it'd be necessarily much easier to get past him without a boosted camp style, but it's much like he Kante is an elite elite player. The issue is that when you play against best example for me is when I use my Ronaldo Sanchez uh, with the shadow, I can run around and he he's everywhere, intercepting everything, doing everything by himself. And it's crazy. And like it's because of that shadow chem style because he's, he's a great card, don't get me wrong, but the shadow just takes him to a point where he is just, I have the defensive stats to make up for his actual lack of defensive stats in real life. But it doesn't matter because I'm running around like with prime Renato at like, you know, like a peak of his powers, like in like maybe like five years. Like it's crazy how much these cards boost, but people don't notice because we've all got them. And that's why everyone's kind of just doesn't think about it because we're all playing a game that is so insanely juiced up already one month into the game. We haven't even hit, like, obviously Tots, things just go crazy, but as we get more and more special cards, it just becomes a race to 99 stats. And the elite of the elite players would obviously be much better without camp styles. But, like, don't you want the elite of the elite players to be better? Because it works both ways. Like, I don't want to use, for example, Joe Gomez or Kyle Walker at centre-back with like 70 or like 80 defensive awareness when I can use 
a Koulibaly with like maybe eight less pace, but with 90 defensive awareness. So I know he's going to be there to intercept the ball. He's going to tackle. He's going to do those stuff, those things that these cards do now with the camp, with the camp styles, but he's going to do them obviously because he's got the stats for it. Like um, it's very, very noticeable when you play a, a, like draft and people don't get the right camp styles on the center backs or like the defenders. That's when I find it most noticeable when I play a draft and I, I pick up like a Koulibaly or even like even slower defenders like a Laporte and then pe- I'm playing against people with average defenders with the wrong camp style. They've got like a hunter or something or like not hunter, like an artist or something. And it's very, very noticeable then. But obviously no one's running an artist in actual foot jam. So uh, I think the game really, uh, I really don't like the impact of camp stars because like it's a, it's a nice idea in, feature, in like, you know, in theory, but you only see a handful of camp styles really used, to be honest. Like what if they got rid of hunter, shadow and, you know, engine and a couple of others like well then what like what are people going to do they're going to chuck on like i mean if you got rid of all the ones that just boost defending and like uh pace and shooting then i like i I, th- I feel like it'd be way more balanced but i'm i'm of the point of just to ditch them in general but i know they won't but i really really think they're not great sorry can i can i just interrupt you for a second because what i, I just want to get this straight in my head it seems that the argument from from you and japes i guess is basically that chem cards are more effective when applied to defenders than they are when they're applied to attackers. Well, I think actually that is completely the point. With defenders, there's literally two stat categories that matter. It's pace and it's defending. With attackers, a lot more is important, right? There's pace, passing, shooting, dribbling are all important to attackers. And so this is extremely noticeable at this stage of the game because suddenly over the last week or so, the player base has realized that they need the max pace they can get and they need the max defending they can get what that means is that basically you now have center backs that are pretty much because of their high defensive awareness particularly end game center backs almost their 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 pace is maybe slightly off the top end but it's pretty much there and their defensive stats may be slightly off but they're pretty much there so you've got basically top end center backs because of chemistry styles that hasn't happened with your attacking players. They're not super well-rounded. They're not uh, completely or almost maxed out. So basically, I think what this comes down to is chemistry styles accelerate the power curve to an extent which makes things quite unbalanced and allows people to defend in a way that isn't really very realistic because they can rely on these boosted stats to defend for them to some extent, although... The thing to bear in mind is, of course, that the power curve for attacking players is going to come through over time as well. So someone like Neymar that I'm using, he feels like he can definitely compete with you know, Varane, whereas your regular Alan Sam Maximin, he might be able to compete with Varane for pace and dribbling to an extent, but he's going to struggle to pass around him. And physically, of course, he's going to struggle too, which would be the case for Neymar as well. But do you see what I mean? There is this power curve the problem is that as japes is saying shadow chemistry styles are causing the power curve for defenders to be massively accelerated because it is really just those two stats that are important i know this has already gone on quite a long time but i just want to throw in my theory here for what it's worth i don't to me one of the reasons that this has happened is that people were quite happy to experiment with the style of play and to take that risk of controlling the center backs and what have you before foot became competitive before the first weekend league was introduced and then as soon as weekend league was introduced and everything became predicated on rewards 
that's when people started looking for not the the most fun way to defend or the most rewarding. They started looking for the most competitive way of defending. And I think that's when we started seeing the the AI control. I think that's when it, it came into uh, into common usage, really. Yeah, I think it's that and, and what we've been talking about too. I mean, every year people throw their toys out of the pram at this point because apparently EA patched the game even though it doesn't say so in the patch notes and I've said this so many times it's quite clearly people learning the game and as you say since weekend leagues come along focusing on really getting uh, the rewards because you know that is the nature of something like weekend league that people really really want to do their very best and will do pretty much anything to do that and we can discuss maybe another time whether that is the way that things should be but but that is the way they are and that is why we'll be discussing in the gameplay section uh, things that you can do to uh, improve your gameplay, to get better finishes, and also to have fun, of course, because uh, as we always say on the pod, that is, of course, very important too. Talking of fun, if you would like to win 12,000 FIFA points and listen to the other pod this week, which is out for supporters on gameplay, including 442 advice from Marcus and how to see out games, then you can do that and support the pod from just £3 a month, or euros or dollars, in fact. You can do that over at bit.ly slash 21 pod points two. So that's bit.ly slash 21 pod points two. Enter the giveaway, sign up, support the pod, join the community as well. I'll see you there. And talking of which, Marcus, I'll see you on the gameplay pod in just a moment. A huge thank you for joining us. My uh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me back on. No, it's great. Where can people catch you? So it's just Marcus Games FIFA on, uh, on Twitter and on Twitch it's Marcus underscore Games. I, I stream my main account on PlayStation with, you know, the full pay to win slash pay to lose team. <laughs> and I stream on my Road to Glory uh, on Xbox. We're still hunting for that double 30 weekend. Um, I, I keep buckling it and getting 29 and, and 30 and 30 or 29. So still fingers crossed, but yeah, they're on the road to that. Great. And Japes, great to have you on the pod. Um, where can people catch those uh, regular streams Sundays and Saturdays yes of course. Uh, regular streams are apart from this weekend uh, <laughs> yeah regular streams are twitch.tv slash airjapes FIFA usually 9-ish is a safe bet my time which I believe is 3pm UK uh, this Sunday I will definitely not be streaming I was not planning on streaming Saturday because I was intending to be out of town but those plans might be changing a little bit so perhaps there will be a stream on Saturday and of course you can find me talking a lot about FIFA on Twitter as well and that's twitter.com slash airjapes great thanks japes and uh, Steve as well great to have you on the pod where can people find you yeah, whatever, Ben. We both know that I'm only here because of those photographs that you've got. <laughs> um, they can find me on Twitter at the Foot Coach, and they can check out my Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash the Foot Academy. Great, and they can check out photos that I've got at Foot Weekly Ben. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joking aside, you can also follow the pod at Foot Weekly Pod, and as I said, of course, another quick plug for the pods patron giveaway: twelve thousand FIFA points over at bit.ly slash 21 pod points two so that's bit.ly slash 21 pod points two right now then all that's left to say is a huge thank you to all you listeners who listened this week to all those supporters for keeping the pod going and to those icon patrons dave b dj fifa player coach vass hugh j thomas alan g hunter b alistair martin m matt l liam b harry p Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, David S, Robbie S, Andrew C, Tom B, Jordan, Paul S, Yannick H, 
Stephen F, Eric T, Dominic G, Christopher R, Damon H, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Sila P, James P, Mikael L, Nishant, Anthony R, also ran, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, Dan W, Pobius, Bronco, Matt H, Alan M, and Savage P. Before I leave you, I just wanted to say that, well, FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. Have fun editing that one. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.